What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. I am Ian Levanza. Hey, y'all. This is your girl, Latoya Luckett. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. The Swag Award. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. For Black Music Month, we're celebrating defining voices of R&B, and nobody did it like Teddy Pender. We're talking to the director of the documentary on his rise, tragic accident, and comeback. Then we're catching up with the R&B heartthrobs who are all grown up. Nowadays, they're coaching ball teams and getting the kids off to school. We catch up with Drew Hill. This is Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. On the line, we um, have the filmmaker for the wonderful documentary on Showtime that is called, it's about Teddy Pendergrass, one of our great singers. Please welcome to Cafe Mocha, Olivia Lichtenstein. The movie is called Teddy Pendergrass, If You Don't Know Me. How did this documentation or uh, film come about? Well, I had the idea for it when I was watching a film about Shep Gordon, Supermensch, and there was a little bit in that about Teddy, and I'd always been a fan, but I hadn't really realized what had happened to Teddy, and I had this just overwhelming feeling that I had to make a film and tell Teddy's story. So I managed to track Shep down and uh, talk to him and say, look, I just don't think people remember Teddy as well as they ought to, and I just feel I have to make this film. And so that was how it began. Were uh, were there any challenges obtaining the footage needed for the documentary? You know, I think there are always challenges with whatever film you make because you kind of go into it and um, you don't really quite know what lies ahead. And the more that I got into this story, somehow the more complicated it beca- you know, became. But actually, what was great was that once I'd got everyone on board and got, you know, Teddy's mother and his ex-wife, Karen, and his widow, Joan, and the kids, and then friends and colleagues. And I think, you know, it was just the right time to tell this story because everybody felt, well, you know, if we're not going to talk about it now, when are we going to do it? And so I I think the timing was good. What surprised you the most about Teddy Pendergrass? I think probably... His sort of complexity, actually, Um, because the more I got into it, the more I discovered, I suppose, that he was, you know, he was a complicated guy. And I think Karen put it very well because she said there were just there were so many pieces to him all wrapped up in this one person. And of course, all human beings are complex, but I think he managed to be, you know, a lot of things all at once. Obviously, he had a big ego and a big personality, but also I think could be very kind you know, really clever guy. And of course, what he had to cope with, you know, after this terrible tragedy of the car accident and the way that he came through that mm-hmm. really just showed what an extraordinary person he was, I think. You know, it's Father's Day weekend and we're honoring fathers. Um, did you ha- Can you tell us anything about Teddy Pendergrass being a father? Well, I got a really strong sense as I was making the film of how incredibly important um to him it was to be a father because of course he'd had quite a sort of difficult and unhappy experience in his own life in that he never knew his father and his father had left his mother before he was even born and Teddy only met his own father once when he was aged about 11 and his mother took him 
um, you know, on the trolley bus in Philadelphia to meet his father. And he wasn't sort of that impressed by him because his father asked his mother for a quarter to give to him. Mm. And, you know, his, his mother has sort of struggled and brought him up on her own. And, and then, you know, tragically, his father was killed a year later by a kind of so-called friend in a, in a fight. And I think Teddy felt very much that he had, you know, had been abandoned and his father hadn't wanted to know him. And so when he came to have his own children, I think he felt it was just crucially important that he was always going to be a part of their lives. And he really, you know, made a big effort to do that. What do you want people to, I guess, maybe take away from the whole film? Well, I think the thing about the film was that obviously it was a profile of a you know a wonderful artist and a fantastic singer and musician, but you know more than that, it was also this extraordinary story of triumph over adversity, mm-hmm. and and being able really you know we sort of said it was you know the rise, fall, and resurrection um, of Soul's sexiest superstar, and I guess that sort of encapsulates the whole thing because. He had such an extraordinary life. And I and, and most of all, I think it, we, I want people just to listen to him sing because that's a voice that deserves to have its place in musical history. Now, do you go back with when he was with Harold Melvin and a Blue Notes? Do you touch on that? Oh, absolutely. Very much so. And, you know, I think that that's part of the reason, actually, that he didn't necessarily always have the sort of, you know, uh, the name recognition that he deserved because it was called Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes and not Teddy Pendergrass in the Blue Notes, even though, of course, he was the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you know, that's very important for him because that's when he first rises to prominence and has all those fantastic hits. Um, and, you know, when he goes solo, then it just gets better and better and it's like five platinum albums, one after the other. Wow. So, really, we sort of trace the trajectory of his whole kind of career up until the point where you know, he has the accident and then beyond that to when he kind of comes back. Are there any other um, films that you're working on like these? Well, I am working on a couple of other things, but I'm also looking for, um, I'm looking for uh, uh, another, I think, big story like this. This was so rich, you know, it Mm -hmm. just had everything somehow. Um, And so I'm kind of doing a bit of work at the moment, just thinking about who to turn my attention to next. I just want to thank you because Mm -hmm. I think people have forgotten how, you know, I grew up on Teddy Pendergrass. My mother loved him, and I'm going to make sure that mother sees it, but Mm -hmm. they don't understand the history behind him. So thank you so much, Olivia, for making this film. The, The movie is called Teddy Pendergrass, If You Don't Know Me on Showtime. Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. So great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. It's Cafe Mocha. On the line, we have Drew Hill. The new album is called The Second Coming. You know, we have all of these, um, you know, uh, the new edition had their, you know, their um, movie out. I would love to see a Drew Hill movie. I know, right? Would to that be between... a possibility? Uh, uh, this is Cisco. I think they said that they got to do Jodeci first. I was like, all right, I'll play KC and Nokia can play Devontae. Let's go ahead and knock that out. <laughs> I love it. But you guys have... I, I spoke to KC, too. Uh-huh. KC said, don't play with me. You're going to do it. Let's do it. I said, come on, baby, let's go. I love it. What do you think, Cisco? Why is it that you guys have had this longevity? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't, don't everybody talk at once. Um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> uh, I think I could um, attribute it to, um, once again, something that Nokio said. When we um, were, were coming up, we were like kind of the last group of artists to have like um, artist development. And so when the way we approached um, shows was from a standpoint of every time we performed a show, it was like, it was like the last show that we may or may not ever perform mm-hmm. because, like you were saying, we didn't have, like, social media. Like, when we first came out, the Internet was, like, kind of just, you know, getting really, really popular. Um, the album is called The Second Coming. We were talking about your longevity. Now, since we're talking about people at football practice and yes. stuff, what's happening with y'all personal lives? Right. How are y'all balancing it? Well, this is black, y'all. Um... I try to balance mine, giving back. I'm, a, I'm a, definitely a family guy, so I, when I'm at home, I try to spend as much time with my family, and then my football team is my second family. All right. Cisco, what about you? When I um, basically uh, on, the, uh, on the weekend is pretty much work, and then once I get home, it's pretty much American Dad. <laughs> I got literally just... <laughs> Just got finished. Uh, my 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 son just got back from karate practice. After that, he had to get his hair cut, and and um, then my daughter, uh, her letter of the day is E. <laughs> so we so I, oh <laughs> got to get down there and get get these uh, get these um, these ABCs popping because uh, <laughs> you know what she 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 could sing right. Uh huh. So she like. She knows the melody of the ABCs because she's four. Uh-huh. She knows the melody of the ABCs, but she don't. But she don't know the actual A A B G. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Smoke. What about you? How's she, your personal life? Do you remember when we used to call it Men and Mental P? Uh-huh. It was like H I J K Men and Mental P. <laughs> yep. So we, we we just gotta nip that in the bud. Wow. <laughs> Smoke. What about you? I, I would say the same. You know, we uh, we've been blessed to uh, the majority of our dates. We've been blessed to have on the weekend. So we've got you know days during the week. You know where we could spend time with the family. It's, it's kind of hard when you got school. So you you only have the evening. And I'm on a you know I keep my kids on a strict schedule as much as possible. You get home, time to do homework. We need to take a bath, time to eat, and you have a little time to chill and bedtime early because you got to get up in the morning. and We do it all over again. So. It's kind of like you know, it's, it's, it's another job. You know, you can you know you can go out on the road and do and, and do the smoke, and then you come right on back and like you said, American Dad, try to hold it down. What about you, Nokio? Oh man, you just you just learn that uh, you know pretty much what everybody else says. You learn that you go out when it's time to do the shows. You put on our R&B superhero uniforms and go out and sing for all the people, and then you come back home and you just leave all that where it is. Coming up, if there was a Father of the Year award, it would go to this man, football player Devin Still, next on Cafe Mocha. In celebration of Father's Day, we want to look back at a father whose love and devotion captured all of us, football player Devin Still, who doesn't remember the pictures of his beautiful daughter, Leah. We all followed her cancer struggles. When she lost her hair, he shaved his head in support. And instead of kicking him off the team, the Cincinnati Bengals made sure Devin had support, money, and insurance to continue his daughter's treatment. Let's look back at our interview with Devin Still. 
Um, your nickname is the Comeback Coach. Why was why did you get that nickname? <laughs> you know, I actually got it after just teaching people, you know, the playbook that I used in my life to overcome all the obstacles I faced as far as growing up in the inner city, um, going through six different surgeries uh, in order to make it to the NFL. And, of course, the playbook I taught my daughter to help her overcome her battle with stage four cancer. So I basically just give people tips and things that they can use to overcome their struggles in life. How is your daughter doing, by the way? She's doing good. She's eight going on 21 now. She's just enjoying life. Right. right. <laughs> um, how moved were you when, because um, I can remember, um, you know, the support that you and her both received. As a matter of fact, yeah. she came on the show. She came, um, yeah, she they were did, sitting yeah. in the audience. Um, how moved were you when you saw that support for your daughter? It, it was amazing to me. It was really confirmation because, you know, when Leah first got diagnosed with cancer, I was really going through it mentally. I didn't understand the purpose of, of us having to go through a struggle like this, especially with me getting baptized two months before she was diagnosed. Mm. So I, I made it up in my mind that I was going to give her battle with cancer a purpose, and I wanted to raise awareness for families who were battling cancer. And when I saw the outpouring of support that we got, for me it was like a confirmation from God that we was doing the right thing with her battle. Hmm. Yeah, let's talk about how the NFL supported you during this time. I mean, that was some huge support. I mean, and, and everyone was able to feel it. How would you feel about that? Man, I just felt like I was a part of the right organization, you know, because when I had to make that decision to leave Leah in Philadelphia and go out to Cincinnati, it was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make, but I knew I needed to do it in order to have the insurance. And while I was there, I was able to play good, but some days I would skip meetings or walk out of meetings because I just break down and cry because I didn't want to be there. And, you know, for the Bengals to really support me and let me know that I could put my daughter first and worry about football later, it meant a lot because it helped me save my daughter's life. Let's just call him Daddy of the Decade. Devin Still, the book is called Still in the Game, Finding the Faith to Tackle Life's Biggest Challenges. On the way, it's the Mocha Mix. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is Espresso. I'm Angelique. Showtime's documentary on Teddy Pendergrass talks about his days in the group Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. I had to remind myself that that was a Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes song. Harold did sing some leads, but the big hits belong to Teddy. I couldn't piece together. It wasn't Harold Melvin singing those songs that it was Teddy Pendergrass. They explored Teddy's rise to solo success. Come go with me. Close the door. Turn off the lights. Do me. <laughs> Have I got it? You got it. Teddy was the guy that other men wanted to be like and women wanted. Females just went crazy. People would throw all types of things on the stage. Teddy Pendergrass even helped desegregate audiences. But I'm glad we all came out, and it's nice to see that we can all sit together. See some of you in the front, and some of us in the front. They are. We don't ride the back of the bus no more. <laughs> Take a look into the life of Teddy Pendergrass in the documentary If You Don't Know Me By Now on Showtime. The Espresso was brought to you by the all-new RAV4 Hybrid, the most powerful RAV4. Toyota, let's go places. Coming up, get your workout on with the Mocha Mix. Hang on to your seat and adjust the volume. It's time for the Mocha Mix. Ten minutes of pure mocha. Right about... Now. Now. 
Cafe Mocha. I'll need to see some ID.
DJ Miss ID. some ID. Yes, this is how we roll. It's the Mocha Mix.
with DJ Miss ID. Cafe Mocha's Defining Voices was brought to you by Luster Pink and Walgreens. If you haven't downloaded the Cafe Mocha app, get caught up on everything you miss. Just go to wherever you download your apps, type in Cafe Mocha Radio, and you can take your Cafe Mocha to go. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Another one. Another one. I don't know if you could take it No, you wanna see me naked, naked, naked I wanna be a baby, baby, baby Spinning in his wet just like he came from Maytag Rock a whistle on the brown like When I get like this, I can't be around you I'm too little to dim down a notch Cause I can into things that I'm gon' do Wow, wow, wow Wow, 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 thoughts Wow You know this cookies for the bag. Kitty, kitty, baby, get her things to rest. Like, 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 like the 68 Jets. Diamonds and nothing when I'm rocking with ya. Diamonds and nothing when I'm shining with ya. Just keep it white and black as if I'm your sister. I'm too hip to hop around, time to hit with ya. I know I get wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. When I wish you, all I get is wild thoughts. Wow, wow. For the taking, I heard it got these up going crazy. Yeah, I treat you like a Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.